gave you the general introduction I gave you before you started your Chavrusa, so now we'll start reading inside. We are learning a Hasidic discourse, aka a Mimer, that is printed in the book Likute Taira. Likute Taira, we have it on the top of the page. It's written. Likute Taira is one of the most fundamental Hasidic uh, uh, books for it. It collects a, a very, very a list. It was, it was, it was compiled by the third Rebbe of Chabad called the Tzemach Tzedek, and he compiled the 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 most fundamental Hasidic discourses of his grandfather, Rabbi Shneur Zalman, also known as the Baal Atana. So, anyone who starts learning Hasidut Chabad and starts being aware of like who's who and what's what, of course, this Tanya, okay, Tanya, okay, that's like the big one. But then, in the works of Hasidic discourses, Mamorim, Tanya is not Mamor. Tanya is a way of serving Hashem with, with a, a life coach, with a GPS. That is Tanya. Hasidic Mamorim, however, if you want to go to the earliest, earliest Hasidic Mamorim, you have the ones from the, from the same author of the Tanya that, that are printed in Likute Taira, which means collecting, collection, of teachings, the Kutatara, the collection of teachings, and it goes according to the weekly parshas. But make no mistake, you can learn a mimer of, in most cases, you can learn any given mimer of any given parsha on any given time, because the concepts that will be explained in a mimer, be it that they are introduced through a topic of a particular Torah section, but they themselves are beyond time. As we'll see, for example, here, we'll talk about praying and kolonim. Do I have to wait summer, Parshas Korach, for that? No. So what's got to do with Parshas Korach? Well, not, I mean, it's just that something in Parshas Korach gave the opportunity to introduce the subject. But yeah, 100%. And thus, you can be, whatever time of the year, now, start learning something about the flood and Noyach. And you say, no, but that, that was like uh, after Sukkot. No, that's now. Because it's beyond time. So, the, the, the Mimer goes like this. It starts on the verse, And, and, and here, it... The, it was the stick of iron that had blossomed, etc. And Vayigmel Shkedim and it produced almonds. Yeah. Is this um, the Shoresh for Vayigmel, which you're saying is like produced? Yeah. Um, isn't that the same Shoresh as where it says that like Sarah weans Yitzchak? Yeah, it is. Is there any explanation? It means coming to maturity. Ah. It means coming to maturity. So, so when like uh, in, in, uh, in, in here, it means like the flowers, etc., came to maturity, meaning there was a fruit. A fruit, a fruit, no, actually it goes very well together. A fruit that does not need the tree anymore. See? Sarah finished breastfeeding Yitzchak, meaning like the fruit that doesn't need the tree anymore. 
Okay. And it produced uh, almonds. Let's now understand why. Why did Hashem have to put... Actually, why did He have to put fruits at all? Because the sheer fact that it, that it would have already produced flowers was already uh, enough. And, and if already a fruit, why did Hashem choose go for almonds? He You should know that almonds... They come to maturity much more maher quickly. more than any other fruit or any other cereal. for example, you talk about olives. Ah, olives. That's the latest. By the way, interesting. Like I'm opening a parenthesis, a, a total digression has nothing to do with this class, but it's an interesting piece of trivia. You can bring bikurim. Bikurim is the first fruit of an of, of a tree, according to the season of the tree. Okay. So, meaning you have to bring it within a certain span of when the tree started giving the fruits. What is what is the time that you can bring? Till what time can you bring the first fruit of an olive tree? So, so the Mishnah says, like at Chile, you should start before Rosh Hashanah. Zmanoi, it's a Masechah's Bikurim. The Zman is at Soif Kislev. It's very interesting because meaning that the end of Kislev, the last week of Kislev, we celebrate the end of the olive. The olive oil. This is what people brought to the Bezamik. Very interesting that thing like join together, right? Like, yeah, that's such a great idea to do that on Hanukkah. Yeah, well, Hanukkah didn't always exist. So it's like, it came together. But again, nothing to do with this class. It's not, just, it just saying, because olives are the latest fruits of all the fruits. Usually, people, when you ask a person, when is Bikur and when do people, people say Shavuos, if they know. Shavuos, yeah, because that's when it starts, the beginning. But it will go until the end of Kiss Life. And who are the late bloomers? It's always the olives. Then yes, Gefen. Geffen is usually around Elul and Tishri that it comes to maturity. And Te'enon, it's a little bit earlier. But Shikula, Mashtaim, Zmanrav, they all take longer. Me'ashkedim, more, more time than uh, uh, almonds. Uchamay, Shekosov, Rabois. By the way, that is something that is written in Rabot. Rabot is the plural of Rabah. Because you see, there are a, 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 there is a whole series of midrashim that are called the Rabbah. Like Beret, on the one on Bereshis is called Bereshis Rabbah. The one on Shemois is called Shemois Rabbah. I know, not very original, but that's the way it works. Okay? And so on and so on. And if I want to talk about the whole collection, well, then say Rabbah in plural. Rabbois. So it means that. It's like it's written in the rabbis, meaning in the Midrash, in the Midrash Rabbah, where Saif Kehelet, at the end of Kehelet, it's written, What is the characteristic of an almond? Mishashu makes it from the moment he pierces, meaning when this is the first... Um, um, no, no, but when... Do you, I actually have like a kind of a small... A small... Um, yeah. But like a, a real like a button, right? A button. Okay, from the moment you have something, 
the mate the tzitzit is called at shahoshu goimer until the moment that he is to maturity chaf alef yoyim twenty one days from the moment you have the bud to the moment you have the fruit three weeks valkei nikras shaked and that is why he's called shaked shehu inyan hamirut because shaked actually refers to rapidity something that goes fast kemay shekaso like it's also said, and there's another reference. This reference now comes from Jeremiah, Yirmiyo, Simon Aleph. Right off the bat, if you open up a book of Yirmiyo Anovi, right off the beginning, etc. You read, you read, and there he, is, he has his first vision. He has a vision. And in this vision, he sees a couple of things, like a pot that is boiling over and spilling, etc., 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 etc. But then, he also, one of the things he sees right in the beginning is a stick of almond, of an almond tree. Now afterwards, Hashem tells him, what did you see? So he said, I saw an almond stick. So Hashem tells him, you saw an almond stick because what you, the rest of the vision that you saw is going to happen soon. So the way, like Hashem is like teaching him the symbols. The way to teach him in a vision that something is going to happen soon, you saw an almond stick. He said, Makal shaked, cholo, I see an almond stick. And then it says, Ki shoked ani al devari asoto. Okay, of course now here is, I know it's not fair, because when you read this sentence as thus, you don't see that it's a dialogue between Yermio and Hashem. It doesn't say Yermio said this and Hashem answered that. It's true. Actually, it does say it. Chulu. Which means etc. So then, but then you have to figure out what the etc was about. So the etc was, he saw it, and then Hashem came to him, and Hashem said, what did you see? And he told him, and then Hashem answered him, Ki shaked an now you'll ask me, well, if I learn Hasidus myself, how can I figure this out? The answer is you can, unless you're going to figure, look it up. You can't, you can't make it up. I mean, it's, there's a whole dialogue that if you don't know that dialogue, so you have to go and look it up over there. But on the other hand, you have the reference to Meshachosov. So you just go and open up Yermio and you read the whole thing and then you would have seen it. You would have seen it. It's a dialogue. Hashem said, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to very rapidly do what I said. So, Aaron is called Shaqeid. So, so, the Shaqeid, the almond, is now a, a, a sign, a symbol, a remez for Kahuna. Follow the steps. Actually, this minor is very, very, very simple to learn. because It's very structured. Okay? Starts by, by asking a question. And then he moves on. He says, okay, why almonds? Okay, first of all, what do almonds have? Of particular, almonds grow rapidly. So we see by Jeremiah, that the appearance of an almond tree indicates that it's something that is going to happen rapidly. Okay, so now let's connect the dot. Aaron is shown as being the chosen by having almonds on his stick. Why? Because Kehuna is rapid. Kehuna is something that has to do with, with rapi- rapidity. 
And now he's going to explain why. Why does Kohuna have to do with rapidity? Haste. Haste, yeah. Why? Ki, and now here comes the explanation. Aaron have the same letters as Nir'eh. I think I already told you that in, in, one, in the class, but not everybody was there. I have a mark here. Okay. What is this? Oxygen. Oxygen. Oh, CO2. CO2, sorry. Yeah, yeah. right, you're right, you're right, you're right. My bad. No, I because you'll see why it's not like that. That's oxygen, right? And, and, and carbon, carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide, sorry. Yeah. I'll choose oxygen. Dioxide. O2 is oxygen. Whatever. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> what, is, what is this? Carbon dioxide the other way. Yeah. It's still going to be carbon dioxide. Yes, yeah, it's just written incorrectly. Yeah. Because there are certain rules. Because there are certain rules. Because there are certain rules. Or. Let's make it more. Water. Okay, water, okay? Still water. Still water. Now it could be actually when, actually, because there are rules of how you write it, because there are prominent, because there are predominant elements, there's rules. This is why you have to write it and say, it hurts the eyes, right? When we look at it, this is how you write it, it hurts the eyes. But, but, as far as the chemical components go, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, uh, two, two. It's the same thing, right? Through hydrogen and one one oxygen. It's always going to be the same thing. It doesn't matter. I didn't add anything. Actually, I asked I asked someone once within chemistry. Uh, could it? Could there actually be a difference in order? He said, in, in some instances that you might like, meaning when because they interact. So the order in which you put it in, in, in certain in my in my opinion. He said, not when it's like two elements or basic things, it won't make such a difference what order you put it. But once it becomes a more complex series, then yeah, because like every element interacts with the previous one, and then will interact with the next one, okay? So it depends who's giving the Shalom Aleichem. Like uh, what, who they are, it will interact differently. But still, at the end, the interaction and the end result might be different. But even if the end result might be different, because let's say I did not put it in the right order and it went boom, okay, or whatever, um, because you should have put another order. At the end of the day, it's the same elements. It's the same chemical components. There's, no, there's nothing else, there's nothing new. Why am I bringing this as an example? Because every letter, every letter originally, let me, go up by the two ways. The world was created by letters, by God words. Abracadabra. Created as he spoke. It's Aramaic. So he created as he spoke. No. Okay. Uh, so Abracadabra, he spoke. It's Aramaic. That's where Abracadabra that? comes from. Yes. Abracadabra. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like trying to do it again unsuccessfully. Okay. We don't even. We, you, you, you have no idea how many things we know in our lives 
that can either come from Kedusha or from Avedah Zara. Because Hocus Pocus is an, is an abbreviated version of the Latin of Corpus Christus, which means body of Christ. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that, no, it, it does, it does take away like, the kick of saying Hocus Pocus. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not what Hocus Pocus means. Why? So where does it come from? Because, because the priest, the monks, the clergy were giving out the hosties. Yeah. So, and when they were giving out, they were saying it in Latin. Corpus Christus, Corpus Christus, Corpus Christus. It was to be to be. So, and, and people were very superstitious. So it was like miraculous food. So and it became because they like they said like Hocus Pocus Hocus Pocus. But now Hocus Pocus means nonsense. Yeah. No, but in originally Hocus Pocus meant magic. I mean, magic. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. Thank you. Oh right. Okay, fine. Right. Hocus Pocus. But yeah, I'm not saying you shouldn't say it. We still we still say Monday and Tuesday and Thursday. Right. And Wednesday, which is also a desert, if you think about it. So we have no problem with that. No. So I guess Hocus Pocus is not worse. Abarakadabra. He created, as he spoke, Abara. He created Kadabara, as he spoke. So everything. Now, usually when we say that God, when people hear that God created through speech, they see it more as a remote control creation. That God like said, actually come to think of it, to whom? No idea. Uh, that's, they don't ask themselves the question. Like God said, let there be light. By the way, why did he have to say it? Right? Like who is he talking to? There's no one around. Okay, people don't ask themselves the question. He said, let there be a planet, let there be oh animals, let there be this, let there be that. And it was done, so most people understand this as some kind of remote control creation. Not on the distance, it's like, like pushing on buttons. Okay, I'll go for channel number two, okay, and so on. Wait, so why but Hasidus explains that nope, that's not how he did it. No remote control. It is God's word themselves, God's word, that are energetic, um, energetic sources of energy, of, of, of power, sources of power that came out flowing from Hashem in a very, very, in, in, in very stringent of words that all entailed the building blocks of the universe to come. Big bang, if you follow me, look, okay? Those ten initial words are the expansion of divine flocks from which God is going to build. So everything that will be created is created by the word, but not by the words as an order. No, 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 no. By the word. The words are the energy that composes them. Follow the reason? It's the words that created them, not the order. We understand people don't, before you learn Chassidus, you understand Genesis as orders. But when you think about it one moment, it doesn't make any sense because who is he ordering to? Is he telling light? May you be? But light wasn't before it was, so he can't talk to it. 
right? So who is he saying to let there be light? Who are you talking to? God said let there be light. Who is he talking to? To light? Light didn't exist. So who is he talking to? So people say, yeah, figure of speech. It's the idea. It's just to get it closer. Comes Hasidus says, no, 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 no. You don't understand. He said, he said, let there be light. And the words, let there be light, produced the light. Stop thinking about them as words. Start seeing them as sources of energy. And start flowing through this new universe. Which, by the way, again, Big Bang Theory, and I'm talking about physics, not about anything else. And so, in the Big Bang Theory, the first thing after the, the expansion explosion, so to speak, is light. That light is not light of luminescence, it's energy light that carries in it whatever will be later the building blocks of the universe. It's like when, when astrophysicists break down in, in, in astrophysical theory, because yeah, we, we're not there to, to see it, but as far as astrophysical theory goes and whatever has been proved or imagined to be mathematically correct as far as physics and astrophysics go, the first thing that will have come is light. But light of an energy light. Not light of light light. It's an energy. This first, first it was a tremendous burst of energy. That's how it all started. In a split second. And that energy contained matter and mass and you name it. It's like the elements don't exist yet. So the, the, like the periodic table of elements are not there yet, but they're the motherboard of what will be the periodic table is, is here now. It's from this, it's on this board that it will all now appear. So you see why I, why am I, why am I, like, why are we talking about this? Because of two or three words. Aharon oises nire. Aharon is the same letters as nire. Yes, so, well, so I told you. H2O, O, H2, are the same thing. Again, they might give different end results in, 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 in more complex uh, formulas, but at the essence, it's the same thing. When in Tyra, in Tyra, things have the same letters, the fact that they have the same letters, that means that they have the same signature. Well, if it's called the same thing, it's somehow is of the same nature. It can be two end results, but it must be of the same nature. Because it's the same thing. By the way, it says about Adam Arishain that Hashem brought all the animals to him. And he called them names. There's like a, a couple of verses in Torah talking about how Adam, Adam Arishain gave names to all the animals. And we also, another thing that we wonder is like, who cares? Like, why? And you know what's the weirdest? It said, and God brought all the animals to Adam. Okay. And animals, 
And Adam, sorry, and Adam called them names. Yeah, I know, in English that doesn't sound well. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Literally. Call them names. Whatever name Adam gave him, that's his name. Okay. I mean, anyways, he's alone. Okay. Like, it's not that anyone is going to argue with him. Like, this verse sounds like, sorry to say, but a little bit stupid. No, seriously. Like, really. Like, whatever Adam decided, that's what it is. Well, as if someone was going to argue with him. Even his wife is not here yet. Well, let's talk about that. You know what the following verse is? After he gave names to all the animals, Adam realized he was alone. Like, like what's the names got to do with anything? Like, like he gave names and then he realized he's alone? What names have nothing to do with it? You can say species. Male and female, but names. But so again, you have over there something that is tricky. So Hasidus explains when you give water to a chemist and he puts it under his microscope or whatever machine, he doesn't call it water, he calls it H2O. He said, call it what it is. It's H2O, water. Yeah, that's, that's for stupid people who don't know the right names. H2O, that's what it is. Other Mauritians saw an animal. So that an animal had three energetic components. A Samech, a Vav, and a Samech. He said, oh, you're a Sus. Sus, horse. Why did he call him Sos? Well, as the chemist, why do you call it H2O? He's going to say, I don't call it H2O. It is H2O. It's not a name. I'm reading. I'm just reading the chart. That's what it says. It says Samad Vav Samad. What do you want to call it? Other Mauritian could tap into and see the energy of everything. He saw, Pei Reish Hey. Oh, you're a Paro. He saw everything. He saw everything. He saw the energy of it. And thus, he saw that nothing had an Aleph Dalet man. Not even in a different form. He was Aleph Dalet man. Yep. There's no Aleph Dalet man. There's nothing that, there's no mate for him. It's only once he called them their names, meaning their chemical, their energetic source, that he realized that he was of a different kind. There's nothing that was of his kind. You know, you get it? He saw, so he also saw that nothing was of his kind. He didn't care for looks. You could say he could have just looked. No, but sometimes... There was not even another animal species that had something in common with him. You could say, okay, you know, H2O, O2, H2, okay, same difference. Uh, no, like nothing even got close. Actually, you know the only thing that got close to him? No, no. Monkey is Kuvaf Pape. Nothing with him. Like, no, not one letter in common. Huh? Yeah, no, okay, that's my lochem. I'm talking now, talking here on earth. The only thing that came close to him 
Yeah, but it sucks because it's not alive. It's mineral. Adama. Earth. Well, so, yeah. that's because he was created from. Okay, well, that's going to do a great Shalom bias. <laughs> uh, no arguments there. Uh, no one talking back. So he said that that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Like, I'm Adam is Adam. Like, that's it's the only where he saw energy from. By the way, Hasid is important because only in Adama they still Yeshne'ai. Okay, that's a different class. Man and earth have are two extremes that are very close. They may seem very apart, but they're very, very close. That's where they come from each other. So, all that for those three words. Aaron is Nireh. Aaron is Nireh. If you take the word Aaron, which is his name, if you just look at the letters, you'll see you also have another word, which means, epi- which means revelation. Aaron symbolizes, no, no, not symbolizes, stands for is made of revelation. Nir is something that is seen. Yeah. So our like make like our chemical making is our name or the fact that we're a human. Okay. So there is an influence that comes from our name, our partner's name. There is. Uh, it's 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 the the more you go to uh, the the biblical figures. English words. The more their names are much more predominant and determining and emblematic of everything. Our names have an influence, have an influence, but not so much as people who that was their name that the Torah describes them by again and again and again. By the way, Moshe Arbeno, Moshe, that's not his the name that his parents gave him. Parents called him Yekutia. He had like nine names. Yeah, the, the most the, the most common name he goes by is Yekutia. So that's not, that's not, huh? Tuvia was not No, that's in Midrash. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't remember Tuvia. Could be. Yeah. Tuvia, you should. Yeah. You said yeah. the father named him Tuvia okay. and the mother named him Ah, okay. So Tuvia as well. But did you see, Tyra Hashem will not. Talk, not this one and not that one. Right? And of that. But this is, there's an Ibn Ezra in Torah that says that the Abishter sometimes call people names based on what their function was going to be, not on whatever name they had on their passport before that. We can all understand that Pharaoh did not talk Hebrew. So he most probably did not call his daughter Batya. Like why why will she be called daughter of Hashem? Because he thought he was God, that's why. No, but he didn't speak Hebrew. uh, Was it like Egyptian version? Yeah, now you could say, some say that the Torah translates the the names. Mm -hmm. So he said that he's God. But, but the fact that Torah holds on to it, meaning it, it, it confirms it. So anyways, getting back. Now we got lost here. So getting back. So why is Aaron revelation? Revelation of what? Okay, we established. Aaron is revelation. You see, that time that was necessary, almost 20 minutes, just to establish Aaron is revelation. Because that sentence, you can't explain it if you, if you don't have the, all, the, all, all, all the structure of the reasoning. 
Why is Aaron revelation? Because Aaron is the same letters as Niran letters are building blocks, are sources. Now, what is he revealing? So he explains. Well, what, Shall, huh? Sorry, I just don't understand. Is the remez al-Huna? Where, where's the, that connection? No. This is tricky. It goes very fast in his mind. He said, the almonds that go quickly symbolize kahuna. Why? But point. I would have put a, a point over there. I'd actually, if I would have done this mimer, I would have taken these four words and put them at the end. Right. And also, if you do it like a kind of a assisted learning mimer, I would have added the words kihine. And now let's explain that. Like almonds are kahuna because kahuna is fast. Why is Kona fast? Oh, okay, so to explain to you why Kona is fast, I have to talk to you first about the fact that iron is all about revelation. Mm-hmm. And then I have to explain to you revelation of what? That's where we are. He is the one that brings forth all the drawing down of energy to this earth down below. It is a very complex sentence. It is true him that all the revelations happened. And drawing forth the lights, which means the energy. From above to below. And now, when he is drawing forth things, energies, they are being drawn from the highest of all the levels until the lowest of levels. And it happens very, very hastily without any delays. Now he said a lot of words doesn't necessarily mean that we are much advanced. Because what did he say? He said, Aaron is someone who reveals, because all the revelations in coming down come through him, and they come through him very rapidly. What I didn't understand for the time being is like, what are you talking about? What is, like, it's, it's gibberish. Revelations of bringing down, the, like what we're talking about. And he's doing it very rapidly. Okay. In contrast with not being well, like what, like okay, without being delayed, like why should they be delayed? I got the whole thing. It's like I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what he's doing, and how he's doing it, and why he should do it any differently. That it should be pointed out as something special about him. And I want to read. You know, I know we don't have a lot of time left. I want to read a couple of more lines. Kihine kasa bevirka in the benching, it is written, Hazan is ha'olam kuloi. You see, we moved on again. He didn't explain. He didn't explain yet. He said to, to, for you to understand, what does it mean that he's bringing down things very rapidly without delays? Bear with me. And let's discuss one more thing, and then you'll see how it all falls into place. In benching, in, in Birkat Amazon, we say, we say the following, Hazan kula, he who feeds, who nourishes the whole world, betuvoi, with his kindness, bechain, with his um, grace, bechesed, 
what is uh, also kindness, mercy. But he right away, the Alter Rebbe explains, For God's divine kindness, spiritual kindness, to become Hashpa'ez Gashmim, physical bounties, that chesed, that divine kindness will have to come down a lot of levels. And I want to take the three minutes that I have left to explain to you the idea in two ways. I'm going to start by an example that is not the example that usually Hasidus gives. I'm going to start by another example. You have to understand here the idea. We are not going to be talking about recipe, about divine creation, about how things come into being. So he says, when Hashem wants to give bounty to a person, be money, health, kids, you name it, that bounty, that divine kindness, is trickling from the actual spiritual divine kindness. Meaning, we might have thought that the divine kindness is the cause, that's why Hashem gives us things, and the bounty that we see, well, that's the effect, cause to effect. But it's like two things. Says this mimer, nope, you got it wrong. Not cause to effect. It's that divine bounty itself that you are eating. You are eating chesed. No, I'm eating bread. No, you're eating chesed. The bread is the densification of that spiritual energy. Now I'll give you one example, because thanks to Einstein, I can give you this, this example. What did you say? It's the what of that? Of that Densification. So the famous, uh, famous uh, formula of Einstein is? E equals MC squared. Okay, e, meaning energy is actually mass. Yeah. Meaning if you, t- if you break down an atom, if you split an atom, you get energy. This is basically the, the revolution and discovery of nuclear energy. If it's equal, so it works both ways, right? Mm-hmm. So in theory, if I densify energy, I should get an atom. The answer is yes. We don't have the tools to do it. Because we just don't know how to handle energy on such a concentrated and dense way to like encapsulate energy and to go like boof. If we could take energy and produce an atom, well, we would be creators. Literally. We could create stuff. But, so you see, this example, meaning the physical thing, physical objects are densified energy. Yeah? So, so what do you mean densified? So actually, nuclear science has not figured it out how to explain it in that way. I mean, what is the process through which energy will mutate into mass? Don't know. I can I work it the other way around. I take mass, right? Like I hit it, I split it up, I split an atom, ta-da. 
Yeah, I know, very simplified. But still, <laughs> but the idea, the idea is there. Meaning, an atom mass, I know how to take. And also, I've learned how to split. And thus, it, re- it releases a tremendous amount of energy. But what is the process exactly? Like, on a, mathematically, what is the process through which energy would go into becoming mass? Not very clear. This is a kind of a, kind of a leap. Like you do it like that, and then <clears throat> abracadabra, like boom! Suddenly, we have we have something. Uh, next class, I'll, I'll give you another model that Hasidus talks about. But uh, that's it for today. Thank you very much. I have good news for you. Um, Sylvia Wen said she has two spaces. Yay! Um, do you want to go? Okay. Oh, we're going to need to hire. This is so cool.